Hey there, John here. We are so glad you're listening to the Gen X Grown Up Podcast. If you're new to the show, I hope you find something here you'll enjoy and that gives you a reason to come back. If you've been listening for a little while or a long while, as is the case with so many of you, I want to ask a favor. Would you consider introducing us to just one friend this week? There's really no better method of advertising than word of mouth. Pick a friend who shares your sense of humor or interests, even if they don't know what a podcast is, and tell them why our show has become a regular listening for you. And be bold. Help them get a podcast app on their phone and walk them through how to subscribe to the show. We love that you're here and would greatly appreciate your recommendation. Thanks for your time. Now, let's get on with the show. First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. Hi, Gen X Grown-Up listener. All of us at GXG take special care to ensure the highest production quality of everything we produce, whether it be a YouTube video or this podcast you're listening to. Unfortunately, for this recording, we tried some new tech, which we'd hoped would lay the groundwork for some future growth, but the resultant quality was less than ideal. You'll hear some digital audio compression artifacts in this episode, and for that, we apologize. If you're a first-time listener, we hope you'll stick around for our return to better audio quality. And if you're a long-time listener, we hope you'll forgive this lapse. Thanks, and on with the show. Gen X Grown Up is a YouTube channel, website, and audio podcast you're listening to right now. All made for and by people who love exploring media, games, tech, and toys of yesterday and today through the eyes of Gen Xers who refuse to grow up. Your dinner cannot just be french fries. Basically, life sucks as a grown-up. Welcome back, Gen X Grown Up podcast listener, to episode 18 of the Gen X Grown Up podcast. I'm John. Joining us, as always, is Mo. Hey, everybody. And, of course, George is here. Hey, how's it going, guys? It's going great on this end. For sure, going to be talking about Ready Player One, something that we have been amped for for a long time. That's in our media section. Yes. So if you're tuned in to hear about Ready Player One, it's coming. <laughs> but first, I wanted to talk about something that relates to all of us that I saw in the news just this last week. We are all, to one degree or another, cord cutters, right? We have either completely extricated ourselves from the clutches of dish or cable or whatever. Right, sure. Yeah, George, just not a little bit because uh, your wife uh, enjoys Filipino television and she has trouble getting that any other way, right? Yeah, we can't find Filipino television anywhere on the web. But by the way, if any of our listeners out there do know of a source for Filipino television online that I can grab for my wife, then I can get rid of DirecTV tonight. <laughs> right. That's the last thing for you, right? That's, that you that's all. Get. Yep. So anyway, the article that I saw is that the number of United States cord cutters has tripled since 2013. Hmm. Wow. Just in the last four or five years. Yeah. Uh, it used to be around like uh, like 5% and now it's up over 14%. Of all uh, and we're, households? Wow. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, and so it shows some growth and we're definitely in those bubbles. But while it sounds like a lot, it's still only 11% of US households. Oh, yeah. 
Well, there's a lot of us. There's 300 and some odd million, 200 and some odd million in U.S., right? Mm-hmm. Well, it's got to start somewhere, right? Yeah. I mean, the advent of, you know, quality stuff that's uh, on Netflix, original stuff, and then back catalogs. And now, like, services like Hulu and Amazon, you got first-run stuff that people can get. And also, don't forget, like, HBO Go and... DirecTV now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of those services are doing their own thing. The big problem for me being as a cord cutter, really, is it's a long time before you even find out about some shows because I don't have commercials to skip through <laughs> and I'm not watching promos before a commercial. So you end up finding about, about George and I, you were talking a little bit before about, you don't find out about it sometimes until after it's a season passed and you start seeing reviews. Yeah, I mean, that's, I was used to finding out about new shows through commercials or the channel guide or something along those lines. And now I don't have either one of those. So I either find out about it through one of you guys, find out it online or just get lucky that maybe one of the recordings I have of a TV show has a little blurb in their little things that pop mm-hmm. up sometimes on the TV pop shows. Up, yeah. Sure, right. Yeah. Other than that, I, yeah, I just find out later on and then I binge watch, which is also cool. Yeah, that is. Yeah. Say, yeah, you don't have to go through the, the pain of waiting week by week, you know? If only there was a high quality podcast that talked about new quality media that people can consume. Wouldn't that, that would really fill that That, niche, that would it? totally help out. Who wants to do something <laughs> like that? Nobody really wants to record that or listen to that, do they? Why? Well, I sure hope so, because we're doing one. <laughs> <laughs> Among the things we do, that's one of the services we try to provide. And uh, in fact, that's what we're going to be doing in our next segment right now. Have you looked everywhere for a great used car but come up empty? Then you haven't looked at Tate Nissan's used car department. We've got more used cars than a name has ugly. Look at this. We've got 86 Sentra SE four doors with auto power and air market value at $89.95. But at Tate, it's just $79.89. That's less than $170 a month. It's time to talk about media, guys. I know that we've all found some fun stuff to watch about, but there's one thing in particular that all three of us got to watch together, right? Oh, yep. Oh, boy. (laughs) Yep. I drove over to Jacksonville, which is, you know, it's not a usual thing to do to go see a movie, but this was a very special occasion. This was. I appreciate you making the drive. It was really nice for all three of us to get together to see Ernest Klein's Ready Player One. Yep. Ernest Klein's or is it Spielberg's? Whose is it now? Well, Uh, it's a uh, it's a combination (laughs) joint now. Yeah, it's a Spielberg (laughs) joint. So not only did we get to see it together, we posted a review on our YouTube channel. Yeah. We recorded on the in the car on the way, and then we jumped through the magic of editing to after the uh, film, and we talked about it and reviewed it. And uh, without totally recapping everything there, briefly, Mo, your impressions of the film. Just real brief. I mean, I enjoyed it. And actually, I saw it twice because I saw it with my daughter the next day. That says something if you saw it twice. The second time I watched it, I really enjoyed it. And George, you had some criticisms based on how it changed from the book. So for listeners that maybe haven't seen the video, give Give us your initial impressions. Which they should watch the video. For, well, they should. But <laughs> for me, it was a Jurassic Park moment. I read Jurassic Park about two weeks before that film came out, and there was a lot of changes. So I was a little bit disappointed, even though I enjoyed the film greatly. And it was the same thing here with Ready Player One. I enjoyed the film. If I hadn't read the book, I would have fallen in love with it. But because I'd read the book, there were some disappointing moments, mm-hmm. some things left out, some things changed that didn't need to be that sort of thing. Yeah. And I think I said, basically, my summary was uh, it's a watered down version of the book. The changes from the book to the movie didn't bother me as much as they did you, obviously. But uh, all three of us gave it a thumbs up and I loved seeing that world on the screen. I think visually they did a great they job. They really did. It wasn't exactly what I envisioned, but it, it, it was it, it was on track with what the world is that Ernest Klein created. I definitely was able to suspend belief and go with it. Yeah, if you've read the book, it was easily recognizable for what they were trying to get across. It was just that, you know, they changed some things and left a few things out, but that's okay. It was still a good film. And I read the Spielberg is even lobbying that Ready Player One ought to qualify for Best Animated Film 
because the criteria has to do with how many how much percentage of the film is animated. Oh, really? And uh, it may actually get in under the wire. Really? Wow. <laughs> you got to yep. think it was over halfway CGI. Mm-hmm. I think there's a 70% barrier or it something. So uh, so we'll see. Huh. You know, but he's uh, he's jocking. Yeah, right. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> Before we get out of Ready Player One, everyone should see it. I mean, whether we say it's great or if it's awful, which none of us say it's awful, everyone deserves to see it. Everyone deserves to see it more than once. If you're the kind of dork that listens to a podcast of guys talking about nerdy <laughs> stuff, it's the kind of thing you're going to enjoy. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. But referring back to our YouTube channel, we also have a running bet between the three of us that we talked about in our spring blockbuster yeah, video. Yeah, it's not making me, uh, so showing me in a good light right now. <laughs> is it? George, we took four films. Ready Player One is... One of them. The other three are Deadpool 2, Avengers Infinity War, and uh, Solo, a Star Wars mm-hmm. story. That's right. We ranked the four of those on two criteria. One is the uh, box office take domestically for the first weekend. And the second is its rating on Rotten Tomatoes. So I, the numbers are in for Ready Player One. How'd it do? 52.3 million opening four-day weekend. Wow. Not amazing. Yeah. Above expectation. Not amazing. And it's got a 75% on Rotten Tomatoes. Not bad. Yeah, the Rotten Tomato score is probably okay, but the 52 million, that's going to pretty much drop it out of the running with the other three. They're going to kill it in the box office. Yeah, it's no black pants. It's not. Our wager is two rolls a quarter, so I you have to get your quarters yeah, ready, brother. I pay my debt. <laughs> uh, Lannister always pays his debts. <laughs> So moving along, Mo, you want to talk about a second season of a series right, based yeah. on a book. It's uh, the series of unfortunate events on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Lemony Snicket. Did you guys catch the first season? I watched most of it, well, yeah. the second season, I mean, I enjoyed them because, again, my kids were at that age where they read all those books. It's still an extremely entertaining <laughs> show. The second season picks up right where the first season leaves off. Yeah, I thought the first season was visually exactly yeah. what you wanted. It was way better than the film. So Neil Patrick Harris oh, yeah. plays Count Olaf, whereas uh, I think Jim Carrey played him in the film, and he was a little too over the top. And Neil Patrick Harris does a really good job kind of embodying all the characters mm-hmm. that Olaf plays. I know my daughter, she's already deep into oh, the second has, season. George, this will make you want to watch it, maybe. Nathan Fillion's in it now. Well, I mean, that right there. I mean, now you've got the two guys <laughs> from Dr. Horrible Sing-Along yep. blog tagging up right. and- you do. Somebody would have told me about that. Oh, wait, I just heard about it on a podcast. Hey, doing our service. <laughs> there we go. No, I'll definitely check it out with those two guys in it because Nathan Villian is awesome and unbelievable. And Neil Patrick Harris, in my eyes, can do yeah, no wrong. He's pretty brilliant in this. They're based on kids books, but the series is not no. necessarily just a kid series. It's got uh, some layers. You know, it's really got kind of like this, that pushing daisies kind of vibe. Like it's really kind of surreal and everything is kind of bloomed out in color and uh, or super black and white and stark. Uh, so it's got kind of a comic book vibe almost, which is just one more reason that George might enjoy it. Absolutely. That sounds great. I listened to an uh, an interview with the author whose real name is not Lemony Snicket, by the way. That's right. It's not. (laughs) But he uh, was saying that he pitched the idea. He's like, oh, I want to write up children's books about orphans whose parents die in a tragic fire. And then every time they find a new guardian, they die. (laughs) And the editor's like, sounds great. (laughs) (laughs) A perfect children's series. Not just one book, 13 books. And he's like, he says, I was surprised as anybody when they said, okay. So. It's worth checking out though. And George, but you have a series that you are checking out that you want to talk about here too. Yeah. I found a new little small sitcom sci-fi. Uh, I don't really know how to describe it. It's called oh. Ghosted. It's a really fun little TV show. Is that the one with the guy from Parks and Rec in it? Yeah. Adam Scott. It is. Yep. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Craig Robinson is a former LA police detective who was disgraced and became a, like a security guard at a mall. 
Adam Scott was a uh, professor at a university who was disgraced and was just kind of bouncing about trying to find his wife who he thought had been abducted by aliens. And they end up working for this company or group. They're called the agency or the bureau, the under bureau of the underground. <laughs> Everything's very campy. It's not done seriously at all. If we were in those situations, the untrained of us were in working in that place. The reactions that the characters have are very similar <laughs> to what we would have. It's almost like a comedy X-Files is how I felt about it when I watched some of it. Yeah, very much so. And it's really funny. The one thing that I picked up on right away was their use of music. Oh, I had noticed that. Yeah, it's very tied into the Gen X grown-up motif. Uh, Craig Robinson is a Ooh, huge yeah. musician, you know, very big fan of music. He does a lot of singing and stuff. You've seen him in The Office when he did a lot of stuff. This is the end. That movie was Seth Rogen. He did some stuff there. You can tell that he must have had some influence because they're beeping along to 80s hits in the car. And Oh, really? One of the last episodes I just watched, there's an AI in the office that takes over the computers and everything. Okay. And he asked the AI, create me some theme music for when I walk into a room. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Who doesn't want theme music walking in the room? His description, he said, I want something that's sexy and sounds like jazz. <laughs> yeah, I started watching it and I just didn't continue, but I enjoyed what I watched. So where are they at now? Are they second season or are they just wrapping up a first? I don't know where they're yeah. at. I think they just wrapped up the first. They've got nine or 10 episodes. I haven't seen anything about them being renewed. I'd yeah. be surprised if they do get renewed because I'm sure it didn't catch a whole lot of ratings or anything. I found out about oh, after good. it was already past its season, yeah. just like I always do, mm -hmm. you know. I would like it to come back for a second season, but I bet it got swallowed up by some bigger shows. That'd be year. my guess, too. Oh, that'd be too bad. Presenting the adventures of Mighty Dog. Dogs everywhere are fed up with byproducts. Have no fear. Mighty Dog is here. Hi, I'm Rob. And I'm Robert. We're hosts of the Two Bobs Podcast. Check out our show at thetwobobs.com. We talk about beer, food, weird news, some pop culture, sports, and our obsession with technology. And just general BS with our own brand of comedy and sarcastic wit. Also, be sure to find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Two Bobs Podcast. So look, guys, I am ashamed to say that I don't have any new tech toys in the last couple of weeks. But John, I'm sure you have something that we can talk about, right? Yeah. So I have one real quick update. I know the last episode, I talked about a tech toy that I had ordered and I was in the Twilight Zone from Amazon waiting was that Osmo Mobile uh, handheld gimbal. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. Luckily, I got it in today. I just started playing with it. My uninformed, uneducated, ill-practiced self playing with this thing the first time, <laughs> it is already like freaking magic. Nice. It is really cool. Really? More to come on that, but I mentioned it before and uh, more to come. Did you at least get to try the selfie stick? I did. I did edit. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I won't say it's smooth as butter because the hardware can't do everything. You'd also have a little technique and hold it the right way a little bit. It, it won't stop an earthquake, but certainly smoother than I've ever had or seen doing uh, without one. Well, it sounds like I might be having to cough up $200 oh, soon. Thanks, yeah. John. <laughs> the main thing though I wanted to talk about, you know, we we sometimes talk about tech in terms of physical toys and sometimes talk about tech like services and websites. And I want to touch a little bit on a service that we recently found thanks to a friend of the show and listener named Alex, who turned me on to a service for recording podcasts that I'm staring at even now as we record this podcast hmm. called Zencaster. It's almost like a trial by fire. We're trying it out live yes, right. Uh, right now. Live recorded. <laughs> yeah. So if you've seen on our YouTube channel, we did a review kind of covering
covering in the backstage one time about all the pieces that are moving around that require everyone to do just the right thing at the right time to get the podcast put together. But as we were looking to expand the show and bring in guests and things like that, what a nightmare it is to tell someone who isn't technically savvy how to record the podcast on their end, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you're talking about having to set up the software for them if they don't already have it. You know, we were using Audacity. Mm -hmm. That's going to be a pain. Check your levels. Yeah, checking your levels. How do you get them to upload it to us properly after the fact? How do you get them to save it out? (laughs) They have to incorporate all the plugins and everything. It's crazy. The beauty of the Zencaster, though, is that once we get it set up, which it is right now, to invite someone to the podcast, we literally just provide them a URL. They click on that, make sure their mic is plugged in, and they're looking at a web page. They just start talking. They join right in. It handles the phone call, the voice over IP is right in your earpiece. It has high potential, I think. So we've used it now for nearly 20 minutes. What do you guys think of it so far, George? I'm in love with it. I mean, it's simple, it's clean, it's easy. I like to hear myself when I'm speaking. So before I would have one set of headphones going into my cell phone, have that inside the main headphones that listened to myself talking through the microphone. Oh boy. And yeah, it was, you know, it was difficult. And that was even with all the teaching of learning audacity and how to edit and all that kind of stuff. This, I don't have to do anything. I click the link. I type in my name. You're the one who hits the record button for all three of us. So I don't even have to do that. Yep. And we had a little technical difficulty getting the ball rolling and Mo dealt with that. So Mo, what are your first impressions of Zencaster? Because it's all over IP. I understand like doing my Wi-Fi, you know, need some tweaking to make sure it worked okay. But it was, wasn't that major. And let me tell you, I mean, uh-huh. at the end of this, the one thing I'm hoping is that, you know, there's that stress I always feel at the end of every recording of, did I actually record everything? <laughs> did I actually accidentally delete the file? Did I save it correctly? Now I don't have to worry about that. No, the software uploads it to John. We don't have to do anything but sit back and just say, get to work, yep. woman. We're done. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> so we'll see. The quality of this show will tell you how well it did for us. And uh, going forward, hopefully we'll use, I, I think, barring any major problems, we'll use this service or one like it rather than all the manual recording because, boy, it's working out well so far. There's a small monthly charge to do what we need to do. We're looking at like That's 20 bucks a month now, I think, which is not irrational. That's not bad at no, all. No, not for everything they're providing. Now, I can't wait because, you know, I have some people that from the West Coast that want us to do interviews for them for the comic book show. Mm-hmm. This now becomes a lot easier. I was dreading that before. Right. Now, I can start setting all that stuff up. Just give me a URL and off you it's go. It's a lot better than Skype. No, no question. Right. All right. So before we get out of tech toys, I know, George, you had a little tech envy with my Osmo Mobile. So you had to get some more equipment for yourself. So what did you That's pick? kind of the way we've always been, right? Oh, yeah. You buy something, then I have to buy something, then you buy something. And it goes back and forth, back and forth. And the yeah. only person who wins is Amazon. <laughs> oh, yeah. Boy, do they win. <laughs> <laughs> I needed some new lighting for our Comic Sans studio. We have some decent lighting. Mm-hmm. It's the big umbrella lights, you know, with sure. the fluorescent bulbs in them. But there's a couple of problems. Number one, those umbrellas are really large. So yeah. when I have one of my sons who's operating the cameras in there, he has to kind of dance around and duck his head. And if he hits one, then it falls over, that kind of stuff. The second problem with those is that there's no color variations. It's just fluorescent light. So right. I can't make it warmer. Which has a bit of a blue tint anyway. Anyway, it's kind yeah. of a cold light. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It is. I picked up this set of newer 480 LED bicolor studio lights. I picked up two of them. It was like $129, I think, for the pair, which is pretty decent for these things. They're good size. They're like a foot, foot and a half across and another foot, foot and a half tall. They come on these nice little U-shaped arms so you can tilt them forward, left, right, put them on the same tripod poles that the umbrella lights go on so I didn't have to buy those. So far, they seem to put out really good light. 
white. And I love the fact that I can now adjust the colors because they have the white and the yellow LEDs oh, nice. on, oh, right. so sure. I can adjust cool. the whole gamut that I'll need to. So I'm really looking forward to using them on the next uh, recording for Comic Sans. So you've got them set up in your studio now. Have you recorded any footage yet with these new lights to see how it looks? No, I haven't recorded any new footage okay. yet because I'm still getting everything mapped out because remember, I also picked up the camcorder yep. that you suggested, the Sony 4K camera. Yep. You got a 4K camera? Yeah, I had to because those crappy 1080p generic cameras that I picked up for like 80 bucks a piece. No optical zoom they, at all. They were terrible in there. Yeah, like, yeah the digital zoom just cut everything down so bad. I picked one of those up at my local Best Buy. They had an open box. So I'm setting everything up now and we're recording this coming Sunday, which is just a couple of days after this airs. Well, proof will be in the pudding, I guess. Just like Zencaster, we'll, we'll see the quality of that show. <laughs> we'll be uh, illustrated. See how the lights work. Absolutely. Caliente, caliente, you like it a lot. Caliente at McDonald's, meat hot, 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 juicy Big Mac. Caliente for me makes my hands want to move to the heat of the beef. Games, 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 games. We are now going to talk about games. Uh, you know what? We're going to set you to music. <laughs> no, so we all enjoy playing games. None of us really have any games to talk about, except for John. I know you have one. I sure do. We covered it extensively on the channel, so why don't you hit him with the info? I will. Yep. We had a live stream of Far Cry 5 on the YouTube channel. We had a couple of streams. We had the first hour that we ran at midnight, and then we had a day one stream. And then when you came over to visit to see Ready Player One, you even got to see some of it. So Mo is playing it. I am playing it. You have been exposed to it against your will. I have been. Just like a virus. <laughs> yeah, that's us. <laughs> we talked a little bit last time about yeah. we were looking forward to this game, right? And I said, anyone who's played any of the Far Cries, I'm hoping this is going to be more of the same. Yeah. And I will go on record as saying it is. It's more of the same in all the best kind of ways. It is probably the most oh chaotic yeah. Far Cry ever. George, in, in 10 minutes, 15 minutes that you sat there watching me play, what are some of the crazy things you saw happening just on my way to a checkpoint? Oh, I mean, it was ridiculous. I mean, there was like fake deer that turned into bison and then these wolves would jump out and grab a hold of you that had blood painted on them in some kind of ceremonial garb. I mean, it was not, then there were the craziest part, you know, people are shooting and there's animals all over the place running and biting people and everything. But then there's like this little fisherman guy who's just walking down the road. Doo, 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 I'm going fishing. Doesn't notice a bazooka going off, not more than 20 yards from it. But no, it was really interesting. I, the visuals were stunning. Yeah, the Let me tell you guys, if you haven't seen these yet, go watch the YouTube videos that we put out. I mean, it was just incredible. It's gorgeous. They have stepped it up. It takes place yeah, now in uh, the United States. States. Typically, uh, Far Cry games are in some random jungle paradise, which yeah, they make up a name. Now it's in Big Sky Country. Yeah. Hoop County, Montana, this fictional county with a few towns. Yeah, it is gorgeous. It was beautiful. But what are your impressions of it so far? How deep are you into it? Yeah, you know, I got the first section, but I, I kind of focus on one area at a time. But let me tell you, I mean, they took all the good stuff from yep. the previous Far Cries and kept it and just threw a couple little extra things in there. I think the story is really what makes it different, you know, the storyline and stuff. But otherwise, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm enjoying the hell of it. I've been playing the crap out of that game. Yeah, I could couldn't agree more. The only bad thing about this game is that uh, it really, to do its service, you've got to run on a really nice rig. Uh, it will run well on a sub, mm -hmm. you know, super duper rig, but I'm about to go on the road for a couple of weeks traveling and I just have this tiny computer that is going to run really poorly. I'm going to download it. I'm going to try it because I got to get my fix, <laughs> but I know I'm going to be itching to play the gorgeous Far Cry 5 that I've been used to. You know, I paid 60 bucks for it. Let's talk Corey's. I probably, uh, I'm probably 25 hours into it. I don't think I'll have any trouble getting yeah. 
my quarries out of it, having paid full retail. It may take a little bit, but I'll definitely get there. Yeah, I'm fortunate enough that I still have to go back and play the old ones, so by the time I get to this one, it'll be on discount, so I'll even have a better quarry (laughs) ratio than anyone. (laughs) You will. What a bargain. (laughs) You're going to love it in an instant. So good and frosty, rich and tasty. Carnation Instant Breakfast. You're going to love it in an instant. Before we wrap up the show, we like to round it out. We've talked about the things we've been enjoying, the things we have seen, but what about the things we're looking forward to, the things that are going to come out or be released between now and the next episode of the podcast? George, what do you got for us? Being a Walking Dead fan, Walking Dead's been going strong. I've been enjoying it this season, but Fear the Walking Dead is actually starting on April the 15th. Ooh. Yeah. Right around the corner. There's an interesting little twist. It got revealed at the end of the Walking Dead last season on Talking Dead, the Chris Hardwick show. The guy, Lenny James, who plays Morgan on the show, his character is actually moving from the Walking Dead series into Fear the Walking Dead. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know how the hell they're going to do it because they're on different timelines and they're on different coasts and it's not like there's an airplane that he can travel on or anything. (laughs) Somehow they're going to transport the Morgan character from the Walking Dead into Fear the Walking Dead. My belief is that they're trying to move some ratings from Walking Dead Mm. over to Fear the Walking Dead because it's never done quite as well as Walking Dead has. Mm -hmm. But that character is so seminal to the series. I mean, in the books, he dies pretty early on. People love Lenny James so much and he's done such a great job that they've kept his character alive. They even brought him back. He was only in the first episode of season one. They brought him back for an episode called Crazy where he was loopy in the town. So I don't know if it's going to work or not, but I'm looking forward to seeing what happens. Now, that's what I'm looking forward to. John, you've got to be looking forward to something else because I know Walking Dead's not really a big thing. It isn't. I mean, I appreciate the caliber of the show. It's really not my cup of tea, but something that super is my cup of tea that I'm looking forward to, it's going to drop on Netflix on April 13th. And that's this new imagining of Lost in Space, the 1960s sci-fi show. Oh, yeah. I've seen a couple of the spots for that in the movies that we've seen. Oh, man. The trailers for it are really just kind of teaser trailers, but they're treating it with kind of like an interesting, I don't 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 even say it's dark or gritty. It's just more seriousness. It looks kind of the same kind of optimism at first and then they kind of get lost of course in space which spoiler alert the name of the show <laughs> casting looks really good and uh, I don't I don't know much about it it's like I have said before on the show when something like this comes up I'm really excited I put myself on like a news blackout kind of sequester myself away from things once I saw the teaser trailer and it's looking better and better so April 13th, some uh, new Lost in Space. I think that's going to be a must-watch for me, probably. I definitely, I need to put that on my radar. I'm glad I found out about it by listening to this podcast. What a service we provide. Wow, if only other people did that. (laughs) (laughs) How about you, Mo? What are you looking forward to between now and the next show? This is definitely, I don't know what you want to call it, like action movie kind of, I guess, heroin. You know, it's like the stuff you just got to have and you got to watch it, even though you know it's probably not going to be that great. (laughs) 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 It's the movie Rampage that's coming out, I think, on the 20th, oh, I think it's gonna hit. The Rock. Yeah. It's got The Rock. It's based on an old video game I played the heck out of. Matter of fact, me and John just recently did a replays of it. We did? Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Show note link. It just looks over the top action, <laughs> ridiculous, and I'm totally bought in. <laughs> oh, I feel the same terrible way about it. <laughs> Ludicrous, over the top, asinine, crazy effects. I'm going to love it. <laughs> It's got a great self-deprecating tagline in one of the trailers, though, where he sees the wolf come flying out of the building. Is like, oh, of course the wolf. Yeah, of course. I mean, that's yeah, awesome. <laughs> Everything about it is catered just to me, despite myself. Yeah, exactly. I should not support this film, but by God, I'll be there. 
I know. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Like, it's, it's almost evil what they're doing, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's, and, and almost nothing in it looks like the game it's kind of based on, which might be a good thing, you know, other than the three monsters are, uh, you know, an ape, a lizard, a wolf. But aside from that, it's, you know, they, eh. do, they do destroy a city. I mean, there were some places where they were destroying yeah. the buildings in one of the scenes I saw. So yeah. that's similar to the game. It's you know. loosely base i i I agree you know (laughs) it's gotta be better than battleship okay well yeah (laughs) i didn't hate battleship it was pure just junk candy theater cinema stuff but again it wasn't good (laughs) yeah you're talking about the acting talents differences though between rihanna and the rock i think that's pretty clear cut (laughs) introducing a new longer lasting energizer The new Energizer AA battery. It's supercharged. It's new. The longest lasting Energizer ever. Do you love comic books and consider yourself a diehard fan? Then you need to listen to Parlapod. We have news, reviews, and interviews with your favorite pros, all while bringing some serious laughs. New episodes drop every Wednesday in time for New Comic Book Day. Parlapod is available on the Project Entertainment Network, all major podcast outlets, and parlapod.com. Tune in and fuel your fandom with Parlapod. As always, we talked about all sorts of stuff in this episode, so I will diligently go in there and find links to all the stuff we talked about, whether it relates or not. I'll find something and put them in the show (laughs) down below. And just so you don't miss any future episodes, make sure you to subscribe on iTunes or wherever it is that you get your podcasts. And while you're in iTunes, do us a favor. We really would appreciate if you would go in there and leave us a five-star rating and most importantly, a quick review. Just a couple of sentences. Having those reviews in iTunes helps people to find us when they search for content that is like us. And if you have a friend who is not yet listening to the Gen X Grown Up Podcast, why not? We would love to have them join us. And we want to hear what you think. So be sure to drop us an email through podcast at genxgrownup.com. And you know, this podcast is not the only way you can consume this wonderful Gen X grown-up content. We've also got a YouTube channel. Wow. And all of this is tied into our website at genxgrownup.com. It is indeed. Gentlemen, thank you so much for being here. George? Yes, sir. And Mo? Thanks, and hope this technology works. <laughs> I do too. We'll see how it goes. We will be back in two weeks with an episode of the regular show, and as always, next week with an episode of the Backtrack, our topic next week will be Generation X Horror Franchises. <laughs> we hope you will all join us for that. Till then, I'm John for George and Mo. We'll see you guys next time. Bye bye. See you guys. See everybody. No life, no fun. Don't you know that you're a grown up? No games, no puns. Basically, life sucks as a grown up. This podcast is an affiliate of the GWW Radio Network. Visit Geeks Worldwide at thegww.com for news, reviews, and opinions on video games, comics, TV, cosplay, and more. Welcome back, Gen X grown-up podcast listener to the... Wow, I can't even do that anymore. <laughs> Five, four, three. Welcome up. Welcome. Damn. <laughs> Welcome up. <laughs> Hey, it's Spanish. And it's Verlaine, and we are Game Fix. Hey, where are you going to get the latest video game news and reviews? A- anywhere on the internet. No, no, no. Where, where are you going to get unfiltered opinions, brutal truths, 
and pretty much things nobody has the balls to say. Ah, then, my friend, you're talking about us, the Game Fix Podcast. Damn right I am. If you want to join us for our takes on gaming news, honest gaming reviews, and celebrity interviews... Uh Oh, we're doing this rhyming thing? Well, then get on your shoes. We'll eliminate your blues. Hey, you might end up with some really heavy clues. No, no. Find our podcast on iTunes or our website at GameFixShow.com. Hey, maybe video games aren't your thing. I was a loser once, too. We talk movies, comics, toys. To convince you that everything that we just said is true, here's Duke Nukem. Cheers, love. The Calvary's here. No, 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 no. The other line, man. Take it from me, Duke Nukem. Either listen to the Game Fix podcast or go f*** yourself. I don't really care. Whoa! Whoa.